What's going on, Love Quest Nation? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Love Quest International Church Podcast. Listen to this week's sermon as our lead pastor, Terrence Richmond, dives into our brand new series, By Faith. Let's go! Really quickly, I had a question. You know, it's my job to um, observe. I'm a shepherd, shepherd of this house. I didn't make it that way, the Lord did. And so I have a a responsibility to shepherd this space, but also if I'm going to hear from the Lord, I got to also see what he's doing, right? And it's nothing wrong with it, nothing wrong with it, but I just want you to go higher, say higher. You only can go higher through understanding, right? You can't, they, they didn't just fly an airplane. They had to understand how certain principles work before they ever put one of us on an airplane. You know what's crazy? You don't even know how an airplane works, but you fly on it, right? Right? Here you go. In worship, at least coming, you know, here, and we've worked for about four hard years to get a, a little bit of a hollow back culture. You know, holla back culture, you got to work on it. You, you know, you came here to Canada. I was like, oh, my God. Lord, either you trying to get me to just calm down, that's why you moved me here, or you trying to get Canadians to turn up. I, I think it's that one right there. All right? Uh, and we, and we t- trust me, it, was, it used to be bad a long time ago. But there's principle called pulling on the anointing, and you miss out if you don't step in, right? So I saw a lot of hands just down. So I think the Spirit asked me a question to ask you. If something was coming towards your face, where would your hands be? Now, everybody do it. Everybody where? Okay, some of y'all just punks. You just get beat up. You You just get beat up. You just like hit me. I can take it. Could take it. So, 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 if something was coming, uh, we gonna hold off on the on the on the on the uh, on the broom. Ain't, ain't even nobody over there. Amen. 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 Thank you, servant's heart. Amen. The Lord sees you. Amen. But we don't need it right now. Amen. All right. So, if something was coming towards your face right now. Where would your hands be? I want you to look at how your hands are. Now, you got your hands like this, right? So if if you in a fight, you just go hit people like that and just, if a table about to fall on you, you gonna go like this. Okay, yeah, I mean, maybe got strong knuckles. I mean, got strong knuckles. Amen, that's fine. Cause that's the receiving position and this is the surrender uh, position, okay? Why would your hands go up if something was coming towards your face? Anybody, talk to me. Huh? To protect yourself. I need you to tell me what's in the face area. Eyes. I heard brain. Right. Right. All right. Okay. You, do you ever thought, like, your mind... When you use your hands in worship, you enter into peace and start guarding your mind. 
when you do this. <laughs> it's just like being in a fight just like this. And maybe that's how Canadians, I don't know. But where I'm from, you bet not enter a fight like this. <laughs> but where, where, I, want, I want some of you to just uh, email me this week where in Scripture during worship. Now, understand there's time and place. But I want you to email us what the Lord says about utilizing your members for worship. I get it if you're meditating. And if you came to church to meditate, amen. It's kind of wrong place to meditate, but amen. No, not the church, but here, we kind of loud. We, we mess up your space. But in a time of worship, there is something that's activated. Because then I have to ask my, myself, why are my hands down or in my pocket or crossed? Why can't I lift my hands up? And then when I do lift my hands up, what am I feeling? Do I feel stupid? Oh, that's a you problem. So until you cannot feel stupid worshiping the person that saved you, then you can't really receive. See, this represents humility. What happens when you're under arrest? Put your hands out the car, put your hands up. Oh, amen, amen, I wasn't really, what I'm saying? Now let me ask you this. If one of the worship team members say, or pastors say, lift your hands up. Most people do it, but I always see people that won't. That's an amazing choice, right? But if a cop comes to your car and say, put your hands up, 100% of y'all gonna put your hands up. Right? Because in your eyes, they have an authority. But when you see a worship leader up here, they have delegated authority and they're connected with the Lord to, the Lord is getting something through them that benefits you. So if they say, lift your hands in this moment, God is here, begin to pray. If all you can say is, thank you, Lord. It is to your benefit because these spirit-led leaders are only instructing you what God is saying right now for you. And then you leave still stressed and depressed, but God, and you want God to answer prayers. He said, I was trying to get peace to you, but you couldn't raise your hands. You couldn't clap. You was too observant. You were judging. You were critical. You were being cynical. I couldn't even get through to you. I brought you to a fountain tonight to get something. But you got a drink. Right. Ain't nobody in here that cool. Fellas, you ain't that cool. You don't got that much swag. And you don't know God that well. To where you can come into a corporate atmosphere. But let me help you. Last point. Somebody here and not here needs your surrendered heart. Because maybe your hands raised won't do nothing for you. But there's something that happens in your bloodline. Your mama, your daddy, your uncle, your sister, your neighbor. 
And to me, if you a believer, man, raising my hands is not just for me, but it's my witness. Because there's somebody in here that would worship, but they're looking at you on how to worship. So they're like, oh, okay, cool, cool. All right, Moses got his hands in his, all right, I'm a, hallelujah, that's how Christians do it. And so then the ones that don't raise their hands or clap or dance, y'all make me look crazy. I'll help you out and then you can take your seat. Danny spoke a scripture and somewhere in there it says, Jesus said, I am here. Is that correct? Say, I am here. I was thinking about the song we were singing. It said, uh, joy, there's gonna be, there's gonna be, there's gonna be. And we go in, there's gonna be, there's gonna be glory. Let me help you out. Some of y'all need glory today. (laughs) And it's crazy how crazy we are. Now here it is, there will be glory. After this, listen to them lyrics, after this, beautiful song. But it's talking about is to come. And then we sang a song and said, take me deeper. You want glory after this or you want glory now? Take me deeper where my fear is in, right? So then there's a scripture that that says John 16, 13, John 16, 33. Can you give it to me in the TPT? And then you're going to give me 2 Thessalonians 3.16 and y'all can sit down because we're just going to respond one good time and then we're going to jack your faith up one time. One time. You got that? And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me. I feel like slapping somebody. (laughs) He said, everything that I have taught you is so that the peace that's in me. Not your mama's peace, your friend's peace, your grumpy spouse, your grumpy brother or sister. Not that peace. He said, everything that I taught you. So this peace that he has is hidden in his word. Because the peace is in what he taught. This peace is faith activated. Look at that which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest, as you rest in me, as you rest in me, as you rest in me. You know, resting in Jesus is a a seven-day-a-week thing, okay? For in this unbelieving world, this is the response to there's gonna be glory. In this world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. The world is not the people. The world is the system. So what he says, I've conquered a government that cannot make up their mind. I've conquered a system that don't know what they want to do. One province do this. One country do that. There's war over here. Somebody texted me last night. So, Pastor, what do you think about all the tension going on in the world? Go ahead, sit down so we all in unity because some people didn't sat down. So, we don't, we just going to get in unity. Let's get in unity. Huh? Huh? 
this car is rock and roll. What car is that? Oh, that somebody got a great Kia. He is greater than I sticker. Zero one eight fam on the back. Blocking the entrance to the mosque over there. Amen. All right. Let's go back. See, now we're in unity. Now we're in unity. Okay. John 16, 33. What did he say? I gave you a piece, and this piece should give you great confidence as you rest. Peace, confidence as you rest. Peace, confidence as you rest. As you rest. As you trust me. As you follow me, as you obey me, as you get to know me, as you seek my kingdom, there's a peace that will also bring courage. For I've conquered the world. There's one scripture that says, I've deprived the world of power. So what seems to be a potential hurting you, it has no power to take you out. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. But what you notice is whatever you put your trust in has the ability to disappoint you. So when you're looking to the world for peace, it shows where your faith is. We sing a lot of songs. And in 2 Thessalonians, the second Thessalonians 3.16. Check it out. Check it out. Now, may the Lord himself, the Lord of peace, the Lord of peace, pour into you his peace. Ready? I need this in Amplify too. In every circumstance and in every possible way, the Lord's tangible presence be with you all. I want to help you out. Peace in every circumstance. So I don't have to wait after this. There will be glory after this. I'm glad we didn't end the service with that song. Great song. But this isn't even glory after the storm. If you're looking for peace after what you're going through, you're robbing yourself from getting to know God. I believe that God loves us enough. See, because Jesus said, Lord, let this cup pass for me. He tried to get out of it. But then he surrendered and rested in the persecution. Can you rest in persecution? Because the moment he surrendered, guess what happened? Angels came to assist him. The Bible says the angels strengthened him. What if I told you your strength is in the storm, not out the storm? I didn't say you got to go through storm. What I said is if you find yourself in a storm, there's peace in it. Here you go. To say there's no peace in the storm is to say Jesus ain't with you.
Amplify Classic, thank you so much. Now, may the Lord himself, the Lord of peace, pour into... Yeah, peace himself, grant you his peace, the peace of his kingdom. All times, in all ways, under all circumstances and conditions, whatever comes, the Lord be with you all. What you, what you waiting to get out your storm for? I think some of you praying wrong. You asking him to take something away. He said, no. It's in the storm my glory is manifested. It's in the storm that I'm cultivating and restoring image and likeness. Now, for people who don't want to fight to get through the storm, I'm not telling you that what you're going through, God made you so he could show you glory. No. But if you find yourself in a situation, peace is available. But it's in him. Because if you find peace only by way of coming out the storm, then what you're going to do when you go back in another storm? Because as long as you live in, you're going to go through some stuff. So you need to learn how to master the storm so when you get into another one, you go in with some tutelage. Tutelage. There we go. Somewhere around there. I'm trying to help somebody so you're not waiting until you die to get peace. Because the Bible I read says the kingdom is within. So I got peace within. Right. I want to jump in the by faith. Say by faith. By faith. Come on, say by faith. Yes. The king doesn't, first of all, uh, give our first time attendees one more round of applause. Amen. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Bree gave you a smile. Bree gave you a pretty smile. She's like, amen, hallelujah. <laughs> amen. Listen. The king doesn't leave anything how he found it. Drop the mic on that one if you can wrap your mind around that. What kind of smile was that, Moses? It's like, ooh. <laughs> having a stroke. I didn't know it was a stroke. Amen, amen, amen. You agree, you agree, was that I agree or what was that? Amen. You got that effect on him, huh? Amen. You on the front row. Oh, amen. If this was a comedy club, you'll be, you know what I'm saying? Amen. The king does not leave anything how he found it. I'm living proof. Anybody else living proof? Anybody else living proof? Anybody else living proof? You was trash back in the day. Absolutely. Amen. But not no more. You, you recycling now. Amen. Compost. 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 Upgrade. See, if you can never celebrate your progress, don't look for promise. If you can't give God praise for what he brought you through, 
How are you going to go into something expected? You have to mark where God met you. We're in a world where we want more and more and we complain about everything and we like, wait a minute, it's not that bad because five years ago when you didn't think you made it, you was going to make it, guess what? You're here. Hey, don't have a brand of complaining. Don't have a brand of offense. Like it doesn't matter how well things are going. You will find yourself in offense. You will find, you got to get back to, which means it's a cycle. And let me tell you, if you're in a cycle, it ain't the devil. He just, he just set something in motion long time ago and you just ain't uprooted the thing. The devil don't even got to mess with some of us because we're stuck in a cycle. He can guarantee we're going to make the same choice under pressure. The devil waiting on, for you, waiting on you to grow up. The Bible says he tried Jesus three times, and after the third time, the Bible said he walked to the side, and he waited for another opportune time. The king doesn't leave anything how he found it. Faith is not worried about tomorrow, and it's not stuck on yesterday. Faith. Say Faith. Most believers, we, we, we know, we see great stories of faith, but don't understand the principle of faith. So we hear about Moses, we hear about Abraham, we hear about Isaac, we hear about Jacob, we hear about all these great stories of faith, and all we do is celebrate the past. And then we wait on the future. We celebrate what he did and wait on what he going to do instead of living in what he doing. Let me tell you, if you stuck on yesterday and, and worried about tomorrow, you're not in faith. Faith is always when? Now. Come on. Faith is when? Now. Faith is now. It's now. It's right now. It's in the moment. As I explained this morning. We, 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 we couldn't wait to get in this. We couldn't wait till the building was done to start getting in it. And some of us waiting for circumstances to change to start living. <laughs> I love walking some people next door and showing them the raggedy. And then casting vision in a way where they can't even see raggedy. That's faith. See, some of y'all wouldn't move in until the Fordists came and turned the meters on so them heaters can work. You like patio patio heaters. You warm, ain't you? And if you're not, something wrong. Go go to the doctor. It's hot in here right now. <laughs> Listen. Uh-huh. Oops, she's talking to me. These smartphones, these smart, all this smart stuff, too smart. We're in the middle of faith. This is what you should be involved in every day of your life. As a believer, the Bible says you should live by faith. If you stop breathing for any amount of time, nothing good is happening. And if you're not walking in faith, no wonder your your relationship with the Lord is stale. You keep looking for pastor to do something different. You keep looking for a different church. You keep looking. What about your faith? 
You keep waiting for somebody to pray for you. What about your faith? Lay hands on yourself by faith. You keep waiting to get married. What about your faith? Let me tell you, whoever you marry won't fulfill you. They should find you fulfilled. Amen. Now look, faith is not worried about tomorrow. Now, most of you gave and we raised $404,000 in a matter of several months. Listen how crazy you are. You gave it to a church and a man that just shared a vision. You didn't even sew into something finished. Nowhere near finished. We don't even got a building permit and you was up here crying and just like, oh my God, Lord. Oh my God. (laughs) But what if I didn't have faith? along with the vision what if what I was saying didn't line up of what was in my heart this is where faith is you pray for things you don't even believe can happen that's not faith and you're saying God where are you and he's saying I answered you the day you prayed Now you have to do what you need to do to see it come to pass. If you want healing, the way to get healing is not to keep talking about you sick. You may need some medication. You may need to change your diet. You may need to exercise. You may need to just stop stressing. Maybe you don't need uh, uh uh, 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 acne medicine maybe you need to stop stressing you keep figuring out how you gain and weight and you eat healthy maybe you worry too much let me, let me tell you some problems can't be detected because they're spiritual that's why you need worship worship will put you under the cat scan and put you in the x-ray room That's why we worship how we worship. So if any demons come in here, we can detect them or they can can run, they can expose themselves. But you ain't going to run up in here with problems and leave out of here without being confronted by the Spirit of God. You know how many times we done walked in churches with issues and nobody said nothing towards what we was going through. I love hearing people, Pastor, it sounds like you was talking to me today. I wasn't, but the Lord was. I love hearing about family and friends that come to church and they, they tell me later, my cousin thought I told you about what he went through. <laughs> Folks arguing on the way home. Why you tell Pastor that I... <laughs> A generation that don't understand God is alive. God does see you. God does love you. God is concerned about you. God has a plan for you. Come on, somebody. God is alive. And instead of getting offended or whatever it is, thank God you got somebody or a place that will hold you accountable. Because you 
you've been getting away with stuff too long. Learn how to press in to accountability. <laughs> Mad sitting on the end of the bench. <laughs> Wondering why you ain't getting no playing time. You're not a team player. It's about you and your feelings. <laughs> I'm not yelling at you, I'm just excited. I'm passionate. I'm so passionate. Matthew 6, 6 says, man, but, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and uh, green and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, man, it's hot. Ain't, I'm done trying to look cool. Amen. Get rid of it. Can somebody give me a towel, please? It's hot. Amen. I love the toque, but I'm hot. <laughs> which, which today is alive and green and tomorrow is tossed in the furnace. <laughs> Will he not much? I'm not listening to y'all no more, okay? Y'all was like, PT, the sweater in the jacket. Man, I'm hot right now. Y'all ain't my friends, bro. You knew it was going to be hot. I asked y'all if it was hot out here. It's hot right now. We're going to sing another worship song so I can go change. Amen. And then we get my leather tank top. Amen. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Amen. Will he not much more surely clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. Look at what he says. He says, but if God, and you can read the scriptures prior to it, why are you worried about food? Why are you worried about clothes? Why are you worried about tomorrow? Why are you worried about if it's going to work out? Why are you worried about when the new order going to come? Why are you worried about when all the stuff going to lift? Why are you worried about what Dr. Bonnie doing? Why are you so worried? Dr. Bonnie then got more attention from some of y'all than your own savior. You've been waiting on her more than you've been waiting on the Lord. Oh yeah, little faith. Dr. Bonnie need Jesus. He said, so do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow. Can I get some water, please? For tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Thank you, sir. Tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Tomorrow, when you wake up, it's going to be some stuff waiting for you. So shouldn't you plug into today to get all the strength you can 
And if tomorrow you get more strength, because tomorrow will be a really, really good day, you just stocking up strength. One day you're going to need some overflow, because you ain't going to want to get up, but your faith going to get you up. You ain't going to want to love somebody, but your faith going to help you love. You ain't going to want to forgive, but you've been stacking in love. You've been stacking in faith. You've been worshiping. You've been going. You know, Pastor Danny, Pastor Danielle, both of them lost their mama during the pandemic. And if you watch their, watch their walk, they've been going, and they've taken their breaks, but they've been going, they've been pouring into other people. Nobody plans for their parents to pass away. I wonder how they got through that. Because I met them when they first got to Love Quest. Hot mess. She know it, she know it, she know it. Listen, but she leaned in to what God has. I told people this morning, you just come here because this is your church home? Well, what do you do at your home? You take your shoes off, you relax. You take care of it, you relax. Some of y'all ain't relaxed yet, and you call this your church home. But, but you got to understand, this is not, this got to be more than a meeting place on Sunday where you punch your Christian card in. And you got to see that this is a place that God created for your, it's a home for your soul to rest. This is where your soul get charged up. This is where you get edified. This ain't no church home. Because if it was your home, you would, you would step in more than just for Sundays. Right, you would work things out with your brothers and sisters if this was home. Because at home, you got to live with folks. And we just say stuff. This is my church home. What does that mean? What does that mean? Man, you only come here once a, once a week. It's your home? Do you serve anywhere? Are you pursuing relationships? Or is it just where you come get inspired? And then if you got two homes, how's the other one feeding your soul? All right. If we're just merely speakers in your life and you got other pastors and other teachers in your life, and all, how's that working out for the totality of your soul rest? All right. Be careful when you say God called you somewhere. Do you know what that means when God calls you somewhere? There's great responsibility with where he called you. God calls no one anywhere for vacation. Anywhere God calls you, there's great expectation and responsibility. Here's what I tell you. Go where he called you. And wherever he calls you, click in, go deeper. Because wherever he called you, there's glory. Not after this, but right now. <laughs> so don't worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow we'll have worries. Don't worry about yesterday. The scripture says I'm doing a new thing. Let the old go. Stop, stop worrying. Some of us so stuck on yesterday and 10 years ago and how it used to be. 
ass hurts. How long you going to talk about that? When you going to step into the new? Because according to the scripture, the new requires leaving the old. He tells us, don't even remember it. Don't even meditate on it. Don't even sit there and keep talking about it. Right? There's some counseling, they want you to just keep rehearsing. Just rehearse that. What's coming up for you? It's good for a moment, but what's the plan to go forward? Right? If I'm going to spend $120 for an hour, tell me something hopeful. I don't need to pay to tell you what I've been through. That's a waste of money. See, I'm, I'm going to say a few things throughout this series that's going to challenge how you've been trained to think. The world has systems that we've been trained to depend on, and anybody says anything counter to it, then we think they're crazy or they're disrespectful or insensitive because there's a higher thing that's here called faith. And when you look at Jesus, the one y'all serve, would you be on Jesus' side or would you be on the ones who were saying, why are you talking like that? Because Jesus came against all the way they was thinking. Oh, who said we can't heal on today? Why not? Is he sick? Okay. If he's sick on Tuesday, I'll heal on Tuesday. See, he overcame a world. So if he overcame a world, what part of the world you still depended on that he overcame? Because whatever he overcame, he's not there to back you up in it. He overcame it clearly because it's not beneficial for us. <laughs> oh, we don't want pastors counseling. We don't want elders counseling because they're going to hold us accountable to the word. I don't want to go to nobody that say, look to the hills from which you'll come with your help. I think if you could tell yourself what you want and what you need and how it should be done, then you're the greatest counselor for yourself. But the point of going to someone is to get some insight maybe you don't have. Hallelujah. The word of God is full of power. The word of God, this is a very key understanding for what we're dealing with. The word of God is full of power. The word of God is alive. The word of God is not just coming. It is. By his stripes, I was healed. Past tense. I'm healed. Bible says he sent his word to heal me. So when you find people that want healing but don't want to obey the word, how bad you want healing? You're trying to ask the Lord to come in a different way to heal you. He's healed us. I sent my word to heal your disease. Here we go. This word goes to the very thoughts and purposes of our heart. I'm just reading, reading parts of this. Next, the, the Hebrews 4. The very thoughts and purposes of the heart. The word of God goes to the very thoughts and purposes of our heart. David says, Lord, search my heart. I need the word. I need the word in me to walk in my new creation. 
I don't need another seminar. You ready? I don't need another podcast. I don't need more information. I need the word of God for my situation. I need the word of God for what he's called me to be and who he's called me to be. I need the word of God. And me and my, mar- my wife and our marriage turned around when we surrendered to the word. When the word became the last word in our marriage, oh, we flourishing now. We love each other and we like each other. She, she my homie. We wasn't homies before. We just partied together. We talked to each other like we was crazy. She was super disrespectful. I was disrespectful. But when we made Jesus the center, here, here it is. Get rid of the options. Get rid of the Jesus but. No, it's not you and Jesus. It's just Jesus. It's his way. If he says forgive, forgive. If he says forget it, forget it. That's where peace is. Okay, God, cool. Okay. Faith is now. Faith is the assurance. Now we're getting into faith. Faith is the assurance. Faith is not hope and faith is not merely belief. Faith is the substance of what you're hoping for. Faith is what you're hoping for. The the, the building we're hoping for is in faith form. You, You understand what I'm saying? It is in faith form. Faith is not merely hope, but faith is unemployed without hope. You need to have hope. That's why it says hope deferred makes the heart what? Sick. So I need something to hope for, but faith is the substance of what I'm hoping for. You have to understand real Bible faith. So we may not be in the building. We may not have the building permit. But faith says I have it. Faith says I'm going to do all that I can. Then what? Stand. So faith says that building ain't ready, but God had a plan. It's my job to see it. He said, I need you to get that building. And the people that was going to get this building, they can't have this building because they would be building it for their organization right now. And we would have to be somewhere else paying for building next door. So we would have to pay for beds, pay for next door, pay for next door, and watch somebody else doing what they do on our property. So there's a lot moving, but if we didn't sign the papers, we had to sign the papers without them guaranteeing that they would take the building. And this is a big chunk of money after signing that for that building. So when we're having the papers and the owners are like, we need y'all to sign tomorrow or we're moving on because we have plenty of people that want it. Hey, are y'all, y'all going to get this building? Y'all going to pay for the rent? Y'all going y'all gonna to do that? Okay, we're going to go ahead and sign that. But I couldn't sign it based on what they were going to do. But you'll hear the story later. God used them to get me and her on the same page because she didn't want these two buildings. She, she, she saw the vision. 
But after we sign that plus these two buildings, that's a lot. But by them saying they was going to pay for this, then we got some cushion, listen, to have vision. So the more we came here, the more God began to put it in our hearts. No, this is yours. This is yours. And there's sometimes things that God will place in your life that's not to stay, but for you to gain hope. There's these little side things the Lord will use to build your confidence in the thing. And it's not his goal for you to sign the papers with that or them. So you got to see when God say, go kill your son. By the time you get there, you better hear him say, don't. See, faith is always listening to what God is saying, not just what he said. Faith is assurance. So, so, so I can look real crazy. You can come here. Some people be like, nah, wait till they get the building, building. What's the building, building? And if you don't have a word, here, here it is. I'm standing on a word. So it's not merely just faith is the substance of things hoped for. The substance is the word. So he told me that he will do it and he has done it. So we stepping into this space based on what he has impregnated me with. See, if you're going to get impregnated with God's stuff, you're going to have to be willing to abort some of your stuff. Right. Right. As long as you're a person that got to be in control, see, the Lord's going to let you do whatever you want to do. And you want him to interrupt your flow. No, he's like, do you? I'm here. He says the evidence of things. Oh, we got evidence. My wife had a dream. There's certain things when I walk around the property by myself and pray and I'm looking. I'm looking at what's going on around here. I'm understanding the signs of the times. And for those that are just coming, when the Lord, y'all remember when we just left Strathcona? Who does that? Like, that's a big deal. Don't nobody in the pandemic just up and leave security. Okay. Except if you had a word. He says, not seeing the conviction of the reality. Faith comprehends as fact. It comprehends as fact. Do you comprehend what God has told you as fact? Like there's no debate in what God told you. Right? God said, go to Love Quest. You're not debating that. It's fact. What cannot be experienced by the physical senses? True faith cannot. True faith cannot. Did I say cannot? What God asks in you, no senses are required. So you can't walk around, oh, I don't feel it in my gut. That don't feel. So what you got goosebumps during that song? Who said goosebumps is Holy Spirit? No goosebump faith. Amen. Let me skip ahead for you. 
Have you ever seen someone walk before they stand? No? No? Anybody? Okay. Here's the thing. It is very hard to walk by faith when you do not walk in his love. And if you struggle receiving the love of God, then what do you call in faith? Is it really faith? Or is it belief? Some may say it's the same thing, but belief and faith is not the same thing. Same coin, but heads and tails. See, you believe to receive Jesus in your heart. But you got to walk by faith to walk in his image and likeness. You notice when you believed and you got saved, you still had a bad attitude. Some of you still got a bad attitude, been saved for 20 years. So clearly just believing in Jesus don't change too much. But it takes a whole lot of faith to change your mind. Renewing your mind takes it takes faith. Forgiving takes faith. For the people who have trouble forgiving, here, listen, you're like, I'll never forget that. You don't have to forget to forgive. Can I help some people? You don't have to forget to forgive. But only faith activated and energized and expressed and working through love. You see this? Faith is energized when it works through love. Shaka Khan. Faith is energized when it works through love. You got to get this. Some folks, you ready? You have so much ministry in you. But your love walk. You ready for this? Let's start at just how much you love yourself. Come on in. Come on, you can get the people in the tent if we drip, drip in. We drip, we got a lot of drip at Love Quest, amen. You get them, we give it, you got seats over there. Oh, I love it. I love it dripping. I love, you, you like, you crazy, but this is faith. You remember, there's going to be glory after this. No, while it's dripping, it's glory. See, this is what it really looks like. I believe we're going to see some stuff in this space before we even get to the. It, this is what it looks like. This is what real faith looks like. They out there holding buckets, and they're like, oh, we got to adjust seats. And because you adjust the seat don't mean God changed the plan. Stop looking for perfect circumstances to walk with the Lord. Stop looking for perfect circumstances to start your company. Stop looking for a spouse to love yourself. Stop waiting for somebody to apologize to you for you to move on. Don't nobody owe you no apology. Learn how to forgive them and sow it a seed. How does faith come? How does faith come? How does faith come? Are you guys going, are you, can we fit everybody in here and then you just close it? We can fit everybody in here and whoever, whoever don't want to come in here, we'll just pray for them and they can go home. No, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing, I'm just playing. 
because my man uh, shoulders gonna start burning. Nice workout though. All right, but but they'll handle it. They'll handle. It. Let's let's jump into this. How does faith come? Say how, Pastor. How? Come on, say how. how? Now we're going to get into this. You got to see this. You got to see this. So then faith comes by hearing. Come on. Faith comes by what? Hearing. Faith comes by what? Hearing. One more time. Faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing by the what? Word of God. Let me help you. Faith comes by hearing whatever you hear. So if you keep on hearing bad news, guess what you're going to start having faith for? Bad news. If you're going to keep believing that lie in your head that you're not enough, guess what you're going to start believing? You filling out applications, feeling like you ain't enough to get the job. You, why did you even waste your time going after that apartment and feeling like you ain't going to get it? That's a waste of time, a waste of ink. It is bad stewardship. You, you, you go fill that after that application and you already turn it in. Here you go. And you walk away. I, I bet they don't call me. So what'd you fill it out for? What'd you fill it out for? Well, I'm going to try another relationship. It probably don't work. What'd you get in the relationship for? So it don't even matter what you hear, but whatever you keep hearing, you grow faith for. That's why you got to shut lies down. You, you got to shut lies down. You got to shut negativity down. If you're going to get in faith, I don't care if your credit ain't good. You better figure out how to get the faith to apply for that loan if you're going to apply for the loan. Lord told you, go, go apply for that house. Get the, no, go start. And sometimes it ain't even about getting the house. Sometimes it's about developing the faith. Yeah. <laughs> you ask anybody, this building, it may not be much to you right now. But we went to a few places. I went to some nice, bougie places. Of course, I love bougie. I went to Vancouver, I went to Richmond, I went, I, we, 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 we went to New West, we looked in Langley, but the way God brought me here, I'm not going to go crazy, I know he got it for me, so I'm not going to just be Craigslist and all that, I just put my fillers out there, I told people, hey, we're looking for a building, and we made up our mind to leave Strathcona without having a building, and I remember... Me and my wife went to look at one spot. I was like, oh. And when you get desperate, you start making, you start making yourself think it's what God's saying. You better watch out for faith fatigue because you start getting into stuff that you convincing yourself because you want to get out of the faith project. So you're going to tell yourself this works. This is the Lord. This is God. That's why you got to know what God told you. And don't lose it. And I remember my wife, we went to look at a place. She was like, it'd be funny when we go look at stuff. She'd be like, uh-uh, this ain't it. And I'd be like, oh, my God, you a hater, hater, hater. And then I'm like, you right. I remember me and her, because we, we're looking for a place. We're looking for a place to move closer to here, out of a place we live. Amen. Look. You tell folks, well, you tell folks where you, in the city you live, they start looking. Y'all think I'm joking. Now, we had somebody drop something off on our porch one day from the church. I'm like, how you figure out where we live? <laughs> folks got nerves. 
So I, I live somewhere around here. <laughs> yeah, just live in BC. I live in BC. Amen. <laughs> I remember we went to look at one place. I was excited. It was White Rock too. Had a view. But listen, everything that have a view ain't good. You're going you gonna to compromise the vision for a view. <laughs> oh, that'll preach right there. Yeah, I know she got body of you, but she ain't got the mind that God has for your purpose. Stop compromising vision for view. <laughs> amen, amen. I hope you hear me out there. I hope you hear me out there. <laughs> hope you hear me. But I remember we went and looked at the place. We walking through. You ever walk into a place and the moment you walk in, you know this not it. But you gotta, you gotta, you, you don't want to just walk in and tell the people that's showing you the house. Now nah, we cool, we cool. Nah, we cool. This ain't it. This ain't it. So we just walking around, and it's weird. Me and her when we when we just, we just get quiet. And I know when she is turned off on something, she walking around, she's like, her, her time in rooms is super quick. She's just like this. She's like, hey, amen. Hey, amen. You just do this over here. <laughs> and I'm in here trying to be nice to the people. I'm like, wow, look at the, the baseboards over here. They got these nice baseboards. And all I could keep doing is looking at the view. Oh, they got a coffee shop down the street with good cookies. Listen, we get in the car and it's quiet. And she already, she already made her mind up. But I'm really inside. I'm not even mad because I really do agree with her this time. I'm like, this place is absolute trash. <laughs> and we didn't talk to each other until later about it. And then when we talked about it, I was like, babe, yeah. She was like, so what you think about the place? I was like, I agree. It sucked. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> and as we look for places for buildings, nice, expensive. I remember I casted a vision one day so good. Uh, I showed y'all a video of a building we went to look at. I remember folks was looking around in the meeting like, is this our new spot? I remember Troy was one. He was like, is this our new spot? It was at the Kings and Priests thing. I was like, nope. <laughs> nice, huh? Nope. That's not it. But look, everybody got pregnant that day. Everybody got pregnant. And then I get a phone call. I just put it to rest. You have to learn how to give initial effort and then lay back and let God do the rest. You do know that me going to look at those five different places put my faith in motion and it comes a point where you don't have to look no more. Your faith is looking for you. So I get a phone call, I get a text. I think it was Lori, I forget it was Lori. She was like, hey pastor, I was driving around here on my lunch break or something like that and I saw this place. That thing over there. I'm like, okay. Here you go. No view at all. <laughs> but something said, God doesn't leave things 
the way he found them. <laughs> so I say, God is, here's the first question. God, is this what you want? That's the part. Because if he wants it, he'll fund it. So we came out here and looked. I walked in, opened the door, birds. That was pretty good right there, huh? <laughs> no, not symbols. That's not birds. Okay. Okay, listen, here we go. Bird poop, rat poop, walls up, moles. Gross. I remember I walked through and I hit this corner. I was like, oh, remember that lawyer? I was like, oh, I got the video. I'm going to show up one day when it all get pretty. I was like, oh, tear that wall down. Got a stage over there. There's an office. There's a kitchen right there. And I just saw people. Listen, I didn't go to them and say, we want it. All I said was, what's next? I didn't have to make up my mind right then, but I had vision for it. So I have to keep tracking God's voice. So I need to meet with them. Then I need to see the cost. And I need to see if we can make a deal. And I need to see, and there's stuff that entering the process, even if we didn't get the building, God's teaching me about leadership and who I am. There's some things that faith is just designed not to get you things, but to cultivate image and likeness. And it was a long process. And I'm sitting at the table with lawyers. I'm like, GTS and all these terms I ain't never heard of. And before I know it, I'm like, that, that parking lot next door, we're going to need parking. And the owner said, well, we close on that building at the end of the month. So if you're interested at the end of the month, we'll talk about it. I ain't got no money. But I got faith and vision. I was like, cool. We want it. I didn't need no money that day. But I had vision. Remember, because we had the meeting about Love Quest International Epicenter. So I was pregnant with vision. So then when you show me a building, I'm like, oh, that's the youth center. Came in this old filthy thing, mechanics is, you're going to be a classy mechanic. Mechanics are dirty. They didn't take care of, mechanics don't like heat. There's just no heat, no nothing in here. It was just dirty. It was filthy. And if y'all go in the back, which y'all not, you gonna see, you'll see it nice. It don't look nothing. None of this white was here. None of these lights was here. None of that stuff. But you walk in here, it's gonna be our youth center. And across the street gonna be our creative hub. And if you go across there right now, they're framing out the studio with the window and the, and the laundry room and the washroom and the kitchen and they're wiring stuff and things. Is, it's not as fast, but day by day. You're trying to make it all happen today, but every day a plug is getting built. You better celebrate that plug getting put in, that heater getting put in. 
that shower getting put in, that door getting put in. You better celebrate. It wasn't no power in here like that. It wasn't no plug, no sockets in here like that. There was no LED lights. It's bright in here if we turn on the lights. But what if all I listen to is what people thought? So then I go find videos for people who've been there, done that. I get around Elder John. I get around people that's jacking my faith up, that believe, hey, elders, we're talking about this. And Elder Roseanne and Elder John is feeding my faith and feeding our faith. But we've also given them permission to say, you crazy. And you got 19-year-olds and you got other men and other women that's watching this walk. This is legacy. It's not about the building. It's about what the process of walking in the building is doing for the building. You got to guard the word because that's what the enemy comes for. He came to Jesus and said, if you're God's son, it's always a sonship test. If you say you're a believer... If you say you Christian, if you say you a son, then I'm going to tempt you. And look what he said. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from God's mouth. Faith is always hinged on the spoken word of God. How you hear is very important. I'll close with these last few slides and we'll go home and get out this rain. Faith test is always one of sonship inspection and development. You say you're a son, you say you're a daughter, you say you're a Christian, you say you believe, okay, we'll see. You want your faith developed? Okay, cool, go through this. James 1 tells you, count it all joy. Verse 3 says, be assured and understand that the trial and proving of your faith, what you're going through is to prove and develop your what? Faith. It brings out endurance instead of fastness. So I have to go through this process or I will never get to the dream center. Wow, how does elevation get to, how does Hills? how does, oh my God, how does Will Smith, how do all these people get there? You admiring all these people, and the question still remains, why not you? Faith. We walk by faith and not by feelings. So what if it don't go your way? So what if they don't like you? So what if you don't get it this year? So what if this year was only a tiny bit better than last year? But guess what? It's a tiny bit better. Now build on the tiny bit better, not on the messed up parts. A faith trial. Are you going through a faith trial or foolish denial? I'm going to let you think on this this week, okay? What do I mean? You have to be careful using the word of God or the Holy Spirit in the name of the Lord to justify the circumstances your desires got you in. Some of you, some of you, when you're going through things, mistake it for God taking you through it. Or some of you say, God told me to do it. 
or God told me not to do it. Or I feel the Spirit saying, you got to be careful leaving things like new age and things of that nature where you're spiritual. Let me help you out that anyone that's in new age or left new age, being spiritual is not the same as being filled with the Holy Ghost. Being led by the Spirit is not the same as you being led by your inner greatness. And the greatest thing people who have given themselves to spirituality have to do is you got to sit still and learn God's ways, the kingdom ways. Because you've been used to spirituality and you can't apply the same principles in the kingdom of God. When your desires get stronger than your relationship with God, you can be fooled into thinking certain actions don't grieve the spirit because they please your flesh. Don't train your mind to manipulate you. When the spirit is grieved, you don't necessarily always feel it. What does this have to do with faith? Everything. Because if the enemy can get you to mishear and misread the voice of God, you will find yourself constantly tossed to and fro in confusion and you will cripple your faith. I'm talking about foolishness. There's a difference. Before we get into all these big old acts of faith, I want to ground you in the understanding what faith really is. And sometimes we think we're in faith and it's foolishness. Sometimes we got a word from the Lord, but somehow the Holy Ghost ain't told you nothing about yourself. The Holy Ghost gives you great vision on other people's problems, but you don't see yours with your prophetic self. Let me tell you something. The Lord, the Holy Spirit will never major in telling you everybody else's business more than he reads you your business. Get the plank out of your eye. The Lord ain't going to, the Holy Spirit don't work that way. Don't be a person who sees so clearly what the Lord has to say about them and their and him and, and her. But when it comes to your attitude, can't nobody tell you nothing. Well, if you can't receive a word, stop giving them. It cripples your faith. Remember, faith is energized through what? Love. You can't say you're walking in agape when you don't like accountability. You can't be corrected. Here's a definition. Presumption is an idea that is taken to be true and often used as the basis for other ideas. Worship team, come up. Although it is not known for certain. You see this, Troy? Presumption is an idea that is not known to be true for certain. Has anybody ever here in here swore they was right? And was like, oh. Has anybody struggled admitting they were wrong? Here's the thing. 
to walk in great faith, there's a level of humility required. Just because you go wrong somewhere. See, sometimes it's not that you did something wrong that messes up progress. It's that you try to cover it up for so long or not admit to it or here you go, not repent. Repentance is required for faith to grow. So when you see people walking in great faith, there's a level of humility that people walk in. I've just come to a point where I got too much on the line to not walk by faith. I've come from some places that need to be broken so my children don't have to deal with it. I need to walk in who God's called me to be so they can see what God's called them to be clearly. To see my daughter up here singing worship. To see her up here do first time attendees. And she ain't my only. But to see it at 16 years old and excited to go to worship practice. When I see these young ladies up here. When I see Lily. When I see wherever Lily is. And when she, Lily is in the valley. Amen. There she go. I just want to see a generation of children and parents that fall in love with the body of Christ again. All this fast food faith ain't going to work in these last days. This fast food Christianity, this skip the dishes faith. Just drop it off on my porch, Jesus. No, get your butt out there and walk by faith and not by sight. You can't skip the dishes. Washing dishes take faith. Skip the mountain. Skip the burden. What if the woman with the issue of blood skipped the dishes? She had to get out there and get dirty. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made what? Whole. And stop using your faith for healing and use it for wholeness. I don't know who I'm talking to, but your healing is you getting joy back. <laughs> Some of what you are dealing with is because you've been allowing yourself to be brokenhearted too long. You've been allowing yourself to be bitter. You've been allowing your, and let me tell you, if you ain't sick now, man, sickness and disease a lot of times can be connected to anxiety and stress and depression and anger and negative mindsets. If they don't want you, it's time to go. I, I heard this last Sunday, no, Monday after Sunday. Thank you, Lord. It's something about this 5 p.m. service. Y'all toe up. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, amen. Listen, listen, listen. 
the Lord says with all conviction, I, I, whoever this is for, there are some doors that you have to close very soon. Like, like bring it down, please. You're so skilled, they'll get distracted by your skill. No, just bring it down some. Listen, this is super serious. Some of you have been holding on to some things for too long. Here, here's, the, here's the key. You've been passively allowing it to stay in your life, hoping it just goes away. Let me help you. It's not going to go away without you dealing with it. You opened the door. You need to go and close the door. It's going to take you faith. And so for some people, there's circumstances. Here you go. For some people, you've been, in, you've been hoping something was going to happen. The Lord says you're going to get sick hoping it comes. If it's going to come, I'll make sure it comes. But you're losing too much strength and you're putting too much energy in something that's been over. Not even hoping that maybe one day, whoever that relationship is, don't even hope y'all might get back together. You know how you break up and you say, well, if it's in God's plans, then we'll get back together. We'll see. No, no, no breakup like that. Say it's over. No, we won't see. For whoever it is, there's some things you're hoping in that are dead. And the Lord said, they're not coming back. Whoever is for. Maybe for some of you, you hope the world get back to how it used to be. You really need to let it go. You ready? Maybe some of you have experienced loss. And even in your verbiage, there's this weird thing of like, I just want them to come back. Find rest in the completion of it. Just because you couldn't have control of the ending doesn't mean it's not over. Stop needing control. Needing control of circumstances is killing you. You're not trusting the Lord. Faith is now. It's not in the past. It's not, oh, man, I wish that would have worked. Celebrate what is working today. You only got one leg working today? Dance on that thing. Just move it around. Just, ah. Just move that thing around. And before you know it, you're going to realize this leg moving because you're just like, hey. I hope you catch what I'm saying sometimes. You don't even know what God has healed. You don't even recognize he's healed it. But you just got to try something different. Your other leg falling asleep. 
because you're still tripping this one. Don't move. Use this one. Pivot leg. Pick this one up and just do something. Say by faith. Find something this week. Very simple to exercise your faith. Find something this week to step off the boat on. Drop the net again. Apply for the job again with a different attitude. Finally break it off. There may be someone in here, you was like, give me a couple weeks, I'm going to pray about it. You're hearing it right now. The Lord said the couple of weeks is now. Call them tomorrow. It's over. I don't know who you are either. Business deal. That is not the business partner. That ain't it. They're saying the right things now. Yeah, you in here. They're saying the right things now. But you're going to get into that relationship and later some stuff is going to pop up. Save the friendship. Business is not the partnership. The Lord brought you in their lives to be a witness, not a business partner. I can't wait to hear who that one was for. Father... Thank you. I know sometimes learning about the principle of, and we just want to hear about the big giants of faith, but Lord, you didn't give us that word just for us to look at what was and how you moved in Moses' life. Lord, there's some red seas you desire to part right now. There's some woman with the issue of the bloods. There's some late in the midnight hour suddenlies. In 2022, there's some suddenlies. In 2022, there's some boat sinking blessings. Come on, somebody. In 2022, there are some fires that we're going to get in that will not burn us. In 2022, there's some resurrection. There's some Lazarus coming in in Jesus' name. In 2022, there's some blind eyes opening in Jesus' name. In 2022, there's some lepers that will be healed in Jesus' name. In 2022, there's some broken hearts that will be mended. In 2022, there's some dances will come back. In 2022, there's some minds that will be healed in Jesus' name. Come on, where's your faith? In 2022. What day is it? On Sunday the 27th of February, there's some blessings tonight. There's some strongholds being broken on February 27th in Jesus' name. Yes. We thank you, Lord. 
there is going to be glory after this. But there, according to Isaiah 60, the glory of the Lord is upon me now in Jesus' name. So arise from your prostrated situation and see the glory of the Lord. For you will give me perfect peace if I keep my eyes fixed on you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not afraid to declare that this week will be one of the greatest weeks of my life, Lord God. There's going to be glory tomorrow on February 27th, 28th. There's going to be glory on February 29th. There's going to be glory on March 1st. There's going to be glory on March 2nd. There's going to be glory on March 3rd. There's going to be glory. There's going to be glory. There is glory. There is glory. You're about to go out in this world, man. You take these moments to plug in. Every time I worship, I know a couple things are happening. One, I'm being purged of some things. Number two, my heart is being tender, making room for the Lord to speak. But also my love walk is being more rooted in him when I can lose myself in him, for him, by him. The Bible says to sing a new song. He didn't say sing a perfect song, but there's a part, Elder John, of sing a new song might be a perfect song <laughs> instead of looking at the the TV for the lyrics Lord Lord is trying to get you to step off the boat and sing a new song oh I've never been over here before that's what you need you need to get the TVs out of your life and stop trying to get the confidence monitor <laughs> let Jesus be your confidence monitor some of the greatest songs ever made was just a few words repeated over and over and over. That's how the Jericho walls came down. They just kept doing what he said over and over. We was in rehearsal last night. Somebody give me a lighter. <laughs> Carolyn, we was here last night. So her friend busted her out. She's like, ask her why she got candles. What was one of the things we said at the top of the year we was going to do? She took it by faith. Where, where, that, where that lighter at? Oh, my God. Oh, oh. Hey, I'm challenging everybody. Get you, keep some candles with you. This week when somebody walk out of your life... Are you ready for this? Because every time something dies, something is born. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. Hey, whatever it is, new beginnings. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to you. Yes. Pause. 
I hope you get this revelation. Tomorrow, there's going to be some stuff that used to tick you off. And you're going to find yourself not even tripping over it. And then you're going to say, happy birthday. Happy See, you Hey, that promotion you've been waiting for. You wasn't even looking for it. You enter God's rest and you're going to show up at that new job and say, happy birthday. Some of y'all before this year is over, you're going to experience sweet sleep. The spirit of suicide is going to be broken over you. For some of y'all, you're going to be saying happy birthday to the spirit of life. I declare you shall live and not die. Wow! Suicide is broken. For some of you, it's going to be the first day you experience real peace. I dare you to light a candle and say, happy birthday. And I want you to get it in your mind. (laughs) Before we sing this and close this out, I want you to get in your mind what you're getting ready to say happy birthday to. Because there are some things about to be birthed in your life. Even if it's just a new marriage, not out of the old one, but the new one finally working. Your husband getting saved, your wife giving a life to Jesus. Depression and anxiety be broke over your... For some of y'all, first time you and your spouse had sex in a long time. That's a happy birthday. Hallelujah. Get it in your head, okay? We're going to do it this way, okay? You know where the giving kiosk is, all partners. We don't have to beg you to give. Thank you for your partnership. And so our kiosk is back there. Wednesday night, we will be having a a night of infilling with the Holy Ghost and people receiving a heavenly prayer language. Wonder Wednesday, okay? We out of time, but we're not out of Jesus, Okay, tonight we're going to end it singing happy birthday by faith. What are you believing that will be broken off your life? Because everything that's broken, something is birthed. Selfishness may be, and you might be singing happy birthday to hope and humility. I don't know what it is. You might be saying happy birthday to confidence. You ready? You got it? I pray that this bless your soul. And I look forward to the testimonies. Because God is about to do it and he's already done it.
Happy birthday to sanity. Happy birthday to peace. Happy birthday to singleness of mind. Happy birthday to hope again. Happy birthday to peace. Happy birthday to joy. Happy birthday to maturity. Happy birthday to prosperity. Poverty is broken. Happy birthday to getting along with your spouse. Happy birthday. You ready? Say happy much for tuning into this week's sermon we pray you were challenged and encouraged you heard the man we out of time but we ain't out of jesus so make sure you follow us on all our social media platforms to know what we got going on that's at lovequest intl church on all platforms but you know what it is till next time get your love fixed man